This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm glad to welcome back to the podcast, Chase Replogle. Chase is a bivocational pastor and hosts the weekly Pastor Writer podcast. If you don't know this podcast, I hope you'll check it out. He holds a degree in biblical studies and a master's in New Testament and is the author most recently of the book, The Five Masculine Instincts. Chase is married to Ashley and they have two children and they all live in Springfield, Missouri, where he enjoys being outdoors, sailing, playing the mandolin and quail hunting with his bird dog, Millie. You know, Chase, I think that may be the only dog we know by name on this podcast so far. So yeah, well, if you're if your listeners could see, she's sitting in the chair behind me sleeping right now. So she's usually <laughs> somewhere around. Good for her. Apparently she's not quail hunting at the moment. You've worn nope. her out. <laughs> so I am looking forward to hearing what passage you have for us today. Yeah, well, thanks again. It's an honor to be on the podcast. And I want to read from 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, it's a single sentence, but it runs from verse 5 through 7. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. All right, I love these verses, and I just want to go right away to the context. So when a verse starts with, for this reason, or therefore, or because of this, oh, wow. I mean, I want to go and say, well, what is it talking about? What's the setting of these verses? What came before? So can you loop us into the setting on these verses? Yeah. So this, I think, has a really moving setting, actually, that uh, Peter is probably by church tradition writing this from Rome and realizing, as he will say in, in the verses in this chapter, realizing that his death is imminent, that it's probably uh, in a short amount of time that he will face execution. Uh, church tradition says that he is executed there in Rome. And so he even specifically says in this letter that he is writing this letter to those churches that he knew to give them a reminder of the things that mattered most to him, that they would be able to recall, as, as he knows they are currently doing, that even into the future, they would be able to recall the things that he had taught that mattered most. And so this passage is really at the heart of that advice, that what Peter wants to remind those congregations of is the way in which their life is supposed to continue to develop and grow, that this faith that they have has a trajectory that leads to greater Christian character and maturity. It's really a, a pretty moving final words in many ways of Peter's life to people he loved and cared deeply about. So as we think about these verses, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7, there is a whole list of words that are strung together that we're supposed to do something with. Can you talk us through how this verse unfolds? Yeah, there are a few places in the New Testament that, that do this. They sort of give us a list of virtues or a list of Christian character, and they string them together in what's kind of a, a practice in some of the ancient writing where you would say this would lead to this, which will lead to this, which will lead to this. And the goal is basically to say that there is a kind of movement and trajectory to the Christian life, that we are not just stagnant, that we are not just stuck who we are and waiting till maybe something in the future. 
but that by faith, we can actually grow to become people of greater virtue and out of that virtue, better knowledge and out of knowledge, more self-control that leads to godliness and to brotherly love and ultimately to that great virtue of love itself. I think it paints a picture of following Christ has a kind of trajectory towards greater Christian character that all of us would like to see in our lives. Why does Peter here begin with faith? Why do we start there when we're thinking about the way we live and the virtues? Yeah, I do think it is important that he begins with faith and ends with love, that the starting point for Peter is faith that we have in Christ. He doesn't say, hey, now that you're Christians, remember, shape up, start acting right, start getting your act in order, you know, mm -hmm. you know what you should and shouldn't do. Right. He's going to say, start with the faith that you have and out of the resources of that faith, recognize that the more you believe and live into that faith, virtue and character begins to form in your life and a deeper understanding a knowledge. And that leads to self-control. It's his way of saying that all that you become as a believer flows out of this faith that you have, this increasing trust that you have in, in the gospel itself and the work Christ has done for you. So we never move past faith. We're always putting our trust in Jesus. We're always relying on what he's done. We're not looking to ourselves and what we're doing. At the same time, we also are adding and striving and working to try to follow Jesus to the best of our efforts. And this list helps us know like the contours of what that might look like. So how do you think someone who's reading this passage or hearing these verses today might mishear them? What would you warn us against? Yeah, I think there is a way of misreading this passage where you think this is sort of a step-by-step -step process. Like, okay, today I'm going to work on virtue. And then, okay, check that off the list. I've, I've, I'm now virtuous. I'll work on knowledge. And once I have knowledge, <laughs> check that off the list. I'll move to self-control. Um, this little way of, of putting it, this leads to this, that leads to this, that leads to this, is, is in many ways a, a literary way of saying that as we try to grow in character, our life begins to take on all of these characteristics and virtues, and that all of it is leading towards this better sense of, of living and receiving love through God's grace. So I think this is a sort of way of saying, keep going, keep growing, keep mm -hmm. developing this character, keep working out the implications of the faith that you have, because it will give you all of these good things. So the Christian life should have a trajectory to it. You should be seeing improvements across years, but it's not so much a checklist as it is a humble submission to the work Christ is leading in your life. So how has the Lord used this in your life? So was there a time or a situation where these verses really came alive for you? Yeah, I think this is a helpful verse. Again, this is who Peter's writing to, to people who have been serving the Lord for some time, mm -hmm. because it is easy to sort of acquire enough information to be able to answer most questions and develop enough Christian character to feel like you're basically have this thing down. You show up, you pay your tithes, you do what's expected of you. You love the Lord, you know, you pray. And I think Peter is urging them, don't become complacent or just settle in, but recognize that there are still even better things, glory upon glory. There's more Christ has for you. And that's not so much a condemnation of where you are, but a gift, a willingness to say there's still more grace and better things ahead if you'll submit yourself to that faith and continuing to grow in it. So for me, it really was a realization, even as a pastor, even after serving Christ for many years, he still has more good things to do in my life if I'm willing to follow him into it. Well, that is encouraging. Let me read it again. This is 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7. God's word says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance 
endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. So Chase, uh, a family is listening to these verses, to this podcast, and they're within about two minutes of getting to their destination and everybody getting out and going about the day. What are next steps that even a child could take in responding to these verses? Yeah, I think the question I would be asking is, I would turn it as a sort of act of prayer. God, what are you doing in my life right now? What are you teaching me and showing me? And how are you helping me grow into more of this faith you have before me? And for each person listening in that car, it's probably a different thing. Perhaps it is knowledge. Perhaps it is more self-control. Perhaps it's just a sense of God's love, brotherly affection. But be sure there's something God is leading you into and taking the time to say, okay, how are we continuing to take advantage, to supplement this faith we have with even more that God is doing? What does that look like for each of us is a great question to ask any day, any time, and, and begin to receive and sense what he might be leading you into more. Yeah, that is a great question, and it's a great prayer as well. So why don't you just do that? Could you just pray that God would give us insight about the next steps to take? Yes, absolutely. Well, Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you lead us that you call us to follow you, uh, and that we have this confidence of knowing that you are always with us on this journey. And we do pray that you would, uh, by your by your power, by your grace and mercy, show us what it is you're doing in our lives. Challenge us where we need to grow. Show us the, the things that you are offering us for a better character, for greater virtue in our lives. And help us by the power of your spirit, just have the courage to recognize those things and lean into them, that we might receive more of your grace and be transformed by it. We're grateful that you are always at work in our lives, giving us more and doing more good, and that it might, it might move us into a bigger world of love, the love that we have by your grace and mercy and the love that we show, this brotherly affection for others. Just continue across all these years to shape us and grow us to be more like you, more like your disciples. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.